seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, Rita Cosby. During the course of the uh, hour, we are taking your telephone calls on a number of topics. Of course, Ukraine, but I'll get to the others in just a second. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Violence in Ukraine as we speak, Russia on the attack. Uh, As soon as I have updated information, I will share it for you, share it with you, I should say. Get ready for those uh, higher gas prices. President Biden says that he can't do much about those gas prices that are surging past all-time highs after he signed that executive order to ban Russian oil imports. And so the president finally made the move to punish the Kremlin, if you will, for the invasion of Ukraine to hold Russia accountable for its unprovoked and unjustified war on Ukraine. Putin, according to the intelligence community, is likely to escalate in Ukraine and thinks that he cannot afford to lose. So that's what it sounds like on a daily basis, on a nightly basis, minute by minute sometime in Ukraine. And from this uh, American ban, and I see your phone calls coming in, folks. We'll get to them in just one second. Get ready for those uh, higher gas prices. Let's see here. The average price for a gallon of regular gas hit four seventeen, an all-time high, four dollars and seventeen cents, breaking the previous record of four dollars and eleven cents a gallon at one gas station in Manhattan on Eighth Avenue, a mobile gas station. They have already surpassed five dollars. I'm coming back to Ukraine in just one second. Another story on my mind that I am watching is that as parents, we must redirect our efforts to teach teenagers the proper way to deal with the police, to deal with the law enforcement. And as I have said this before, and I will continue to make that point, that we must redirect teens on the proper way of dealing with law enforcement. With that said, I haven't seen the body cam video of the uh, Bronx incident where an 18-year-old was shot in the head by police. But, folks, we have to teach our children, our teenagers, that a motor vehicle is a very, very serious, dangerous weapon. And the kids have to know that if you think you're just going to be disrespectful to a police officer uh, in front of your friends in the car with you and drive off, it's not acceptable. Because if you drive in the direction of a police officer and that police officer believes that that vehicle is going to hit him or her They have the legal right to use deadly force. 
it, it doesn't happen a lot, but we have to understand what the stakes are. And there was a shooting over the weekend with a kid in the Bronx. Uh, he attended uh, the same high school that I did for a while, one of the high schools I attended, and that is Cartneau Hayes High School on the Grand Concourse. New York City Mayor Eric Adams says that the New Jersey teenager who was a student or is a student at Cartneau Hayes High School made a very clear attempt to drive at a police officer before cops opened fire on him in the Bronx. Adams told reporters that he'd been briefed on the initial internal probe of the Sunday night shooting which left 18-year-old Luis Manuel Monsanto in critical condition with a gunshot wound to the head. When I received word of the shooting, uh, I immediately said, let's download the videos, let me see it. And the account that uh, you just gave was not uh, the correct account. Uh, the, was the, 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 there was not a backing up. There was just the opposite. The vehicle uh, was driven directly at the police officer. And in the day of days where vehicles are used in terrorist attacks to drive into cr- crowds, uh, this we diff- we're dealing with a different moment in policing, and we'll continue to train our police officers to deal with how now vehicles are used as uh, weapons to harm innocent people as well as police officers. So this was not a rolling back. This was not a backing up. This was a a very clear uh, attempt to uh, drive at a police officer. And now a young man is in the hospital fighting for his life and for what? And so we're following Ukraine which I'm coming back to in just one second. I see all of your telephone calls. We're following this police shooting in the Bronx. You just wish that this young man had not directed the vehicle towards a law enforcement officer. And unfortunately, the officer had to discharge their weapon. And now this young man has been shot in the head. And have you seen the video yet, folks? Have you seen the video of yet another indication of all that's wrong with the New York subway system? A man was uh, spotted uh, a few hours ago. He's laying on the videos online. He's laying on a, on a subway uh, bench seat and um, he just opens his pants and decides to relieve himself urinating on an F train passing through Brooklyn and the folks on the train with him did not bat an eye. He's literally caught on camera relieving himself in one of the subway cars in full plain view of about 10 people while laying down on a bench seat in the J street Metro tech and York Street subway station at about 6.15. So, uh, six hours ago, the city that we love, this is uh, where things stand. And so we're now going to go to your telephone calls. Uh, We're going to start with the issue of uh, Ukraine. It took a while, but President Biden announced the U.S. is targeting the main artery, if you will, of Russia's economy. Banning Russian oil, oil, natural gas, and coal coal imports to the U.S. in response to the Russian invasion of uh, Ukraine. But perhaps the downside for all of us, this is a step the president warns could lead to a spike in gas prices at home. And guess what? It already seems to be exactly that way. Let's start with. Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Yeah, hi, Dominic. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, this whole thing with Biden wanting to, to cut off the Russian oil from the United States, it, it, it's not, it represents nothing more than something to prop up his 
failing grade in society here. Most people gave him a very negative rating. His, his uh, popularity is, is way, way, way down, one of the lowest of any president. This is just the move to make himself look better because people, he knows people are crying the blues over the gasoline and oil prices. It's the heating season still. People are driving. They're getting back to work after the pandemic, and it's, it's, it's killing them. So he figures, how do I get in good with them? Cut off the Russian oil. But as he says, but, 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 there's one problem. He doesn't do anything to relieve the flow of oil in the United States. He cuts Russia off, but he won't restore the United States to its regular capability as a dominant energy supplier, as an exporter as well. Good point. Good point. Good point, Phil. I, I thank you uh, for the telephone call. Hey, but you know what, Phil? Let me let me ask you this question uh, before before I let you go. So, besides uh, the key line uh, with the Alaska key line and and a couple of other things internally, what else? What other options did Biden have as it relates to sending a direct message? to Putin that this has to stop. I mean, there have been calls and calls and calls for him to do this, and that's exactly what he's done now. Well, you're, you're not going to like it, but I'm going to keep it short and simple. Okay. I've been, of the, I've been of the opinion that when this whole thing started a month or two ago, that the, the president of the Ukraine should have sat down with the Russians and said, we surrender. Right now, that country has lost tens of billions of dollars of assets, tens of billions of dollars of real estate holdings, of bank holdings, yes. of, 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 of almost everything you can imagine. And it's you unfortunate. Have millions of people fleeing the country. We have people being bombed by the Russians. If he would have just surrendered, all those people pretty much would have been alive. Everything would have been status quo. Putin would have been happy as a pig and you know what. But no, no, they've got to pick up their rifles and go shoot at the Russians. I'm not sticking up for the Russians. I'm not sticking up for the, for the Ukrainian people, but I think their government made a big, blessed mistake by not just saying, we give up, come on in, let's, let's, let's have a party. Okay, well, well, but Phil, you know, I thank you for the call, but obviously what bears out is that sounds easier said than done. When you're a democratic country in your own right, I mean, I understand the history of what's uh, what's happened there. Joe in the Bronx, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, um, I pretty much understood that Joe, uh, Joe Biden was uh, a dementia patient because pretty much the move to actually block Russian oil from the U.S. oil market. Uh, is probably just going to shoot the American economy in the foot because it's not just simply higher gas prices but when you're filling up your gas tank for your car. But uh, your cracking petroleum involves a huge industry called uh, petrochemicals. That That's everything from agricultural chemicals, benzene, home heating oil, jet fuel. All these things have inputs in the economy, and they're all going to have a ripple effect. Furthermore, when you look at what's happening in Europe, you know, basically, Putin up till now, with regard to these massive economic sanctions, he hasn't retaliated in kind. Should he do so, let's say, for uh, example, by cutting off the gas, the natural gas that goes into Germany. Germany depends on its uh, natural gas about 50 percent from the Russian Federation. If Putin would turn off the tap, again, German industry would literally shut down. That would have a knock-on effect for virtually everything that you buy in terms of manufactured goods. So, again, you know, there are many things that Putin could do in, re- in return, in retaliation for what's going on with the economic sanctions. So, again, you know, this is not just a very simple cut-and-dry thing that he's actually engaging in. It has very serious economic implications. Uh, okay. I, I, I hear you, Joe, but I think on a world stage right now, Putin is in no position to be flexing. And uh, I think that's why we haven't seen uh, things like that done. But I, but I hear you. I hear you on uh, on your point. Let's go to Miguel. Miguel in Flushing. Good morning, Miguel, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Uh, great to talk to you again. Um, I think uh, when they started to surround, Biden is the worst person to deal with us um, because when they started surrounding Ukraine, that's when we needed to take action before. 
Um, and we need to, we're the world power. We need to put Russia in their place. And we're going to, we're probably going to, I hate to do it, but we're probably going to have to send troops. And we got to stop him before he nukes the world. Right. Well, you know, I, I, I we agree that the U.S. is, is a world power, but Putin also has nuclear weapons. And, you know, I, I just think, Miguel, that we're in a situation that could escalate one bad move on any of these global by any of these global players in this countries. And we could be in a very, very bad situation. And so yeah, I, I, I think go ahead. I think we're headed there anyway, because um, he's already backed into a corner and pretty much. And what's going to stop him from throwing a nuclear bomb? I mean, it, it, it's definitely something that might be in our future. And hopefully it's not. But, um, you know, it's it's crazy. Biden is not the right person for this. This is why voting has consequences. It sure these does. Democrats it sure will does. Look, these Democrats were looking for war with Russia. They've been ever since Donald Trump was there, they were looking for collusion and all this stuff. And now it's here. And it could be a big effect on everyone. This could be a nuclear war that can be taken off. Right well, now. Miguel, and I, I, I started with the Democrat Party. I, I thank usual. you. I thank you for your call. And um, I agree with your assessment that President Biden perhaps is not the uh, right man for the job in terms of this situation. We need someone with a strong personality. Stand up in your face, telling you directly what's going to happen and 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 still engaging in diplomacy behind the scenes, but a very, very strong public figure. Guess who I'm describing? I'll let you folks figure it out. Dominic Carter with you here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. President Biden says Russian oil no longer acceptable uh, in America, at least for the time being, that it's a powerful blow to Putin's war machine. We'll be right back with your telephone calls. I heard you were looking for me. Hello. You know. And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic Carter here with you. We are talking about the fact that President Biden has done what many of us have been calling for since this began. And he banned uh, oil coming in from Russia. No go. We're taking your telephone calls on that and a few local issues uh, like the kid in the Bronx that uh, was shot in the head in a police-involved uh, uh, incident. Uh, the young man apparently uh, drove the vehicle towards a police officer, and the officer was uh, forced to use his weapon. Let's go to Hunt calling from New York City. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good evening, Dominic. I just want to make two points. First, we want to talk about the young man who was shot on the head in the Bronx. Anyone who's familiar with firearms, long guns, or handguns knows that in order to achieve a target acquisition and a headshot requires time. The time that that officer took to achieve target acquisition and careful aim to execute a headshot, he easily could have avoided the trajectory of that vehicle. This is an unjustified shooting, and it's just a, a continued uh, uh, examples of egregious police conduct. Uh, number two, and so far wait, as wait, 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 wait. We can come to Ukraine in just a second. So, Hunt, I, I'm trying. Let, let me just let me just state this uh, for 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 fact here, because. Uh, well, let, let me deal with the fact, and then I'll give you my opinion. Just one second here. So at a uh, press briefing Sunday night, the chief of department, uh, Kenneth uh, Quarry, the NYPD chief of department, said department policy prohibits 
police officers from opening fire on a vehicle with exceptions. So the department's policy is not to shoot at a moving vehicle unless something other than the vehicle is being used as a weapon. However, and here's the key part, there is a carve-out in there that gets reviewed on a case-by-case basis by the first Deputy Commissioner's Use of Force Review Board. So you said that the officer had, you said it takes time for an officer to hit a headshot. I don't know where you're getting that from. If a vehicle's coming at you and you fire and it happens to hit the individual in the head, I don't understand why that takes more time, Hunt. Uh, Dominic, I'll just say this. In my life experience uh, all over this uh, United States, uh, I'm familiar with an acronym that is known as PPP. That refers to proper police procedure. Different departments have different policies. Exactly. But I can only, but I can only reiterate that anybody who's been in a combat situation with a long or a handgun knows that in order to execute a headshot with that degree of accuracy, it takes target acquisition and careful. Oh, wait, Hunt, Hunt, wait, wait, Hunt. This is my last time on this. How do you know that the officer wasn't a- aiming for the largest mass of body and the bullet went up to hit the, the young man? It's very tragic. But, and I am saying this with all due respect to the young man's family that could be listening to this program right now as he's fighting for his life. And I'm so sorry that this has happened. But, but this is the type of situation that keeps happening repeatedly and we want to blame the police officers. The police officers are, are, are not at fault for this. If you drove the vehicle after the police, first of all, according to the police, the young man blew through several red lights. The second point is his friends were in the car. I wasn't there, Hunt. You were not there. But we know how kids engage when their friends are in the car. And... I haven't seen the uh, body cam video. The mayor has. The mayor of New York is defending these officers. And until we know different, they have to be given the benefit of the doubt. If this young man, and I'm coming back to Ukraine in just a second, if this young man, this 18-year-old, a student at Cardinal Hayes uh, High School in the Bronx, if he drove the vehicle towards a police officer, and we, we saw this play out in um, in Minnesota. And in that case, uh, the officer was found uh, guilty. But I, I always said, and I, I maintain, that she was a victim of politics. And if it had not occurred in uh, Minnesota with the political climate there against police, I don't even think she would have been charged. But so... We have a situation, and at what point are we going to say that parents have a responsibility to teach their kids that you cannot drive a deadly weapon, a a vehicle that weighs a couple thousand pounds, towards a police officer? Because something very, very bad could happen. And that's exactly what occurred uh, in this case. But as of right now, with all the information that I that I have, these officers did nothing wrong. And as a matter of fact, the young man is now facing criminal charges that were that were announced today. Now looking at the young man's photo, he looks like a very good kid from a good family that made a very bad mistake. A very bad mistake. The first one running red lights, if that indeed is what occurred running red lights in the Bronx. You can't run red lights. I think the police said three of them. And then when the police pull you over, and then you apparently, they box them in apparently, and you move the vehicle, and the mayor says he saw the body cam video, and you move the vehicle towards um, towards a police officer, that becomes a deadly weapon and bad things can happen. How many times do we have to go down this road until parents hammer 
home the message, the proper message of how you are to engage with police officers. It is not their fault that they have to use deadly weapon because at the end of the day, the police officers want to go home to their families as well. And I say this as someone, again, if you know anything about my background, I would be the first reporter that was called out uh, going after the police and going after them hard and heavy based on fact. And then my position started to evolve as it relates to police. And then every time I've talked to a police officer, and I'm coming back to Ukraine, every time I've talked to a police officer, casual conversations, Sometimes when they pull me over for speeding or, or maybe I went past a, uh, a yellow light by mistake, by mistake. And sometimes I don't identify myself, to be honest with you, to see how they're going to react with me. And always they, they recognize me, especially after I have to give them my license. And they say, you know, Mr. Carter, what the public doesn't understand. And it took me a while to get this, folks. They say, we want to go home every night to our families and our loved ones as well. And in the movies, you can slow it down frame by frame. And, you know, the officer can duck behind the car and, and can duck the bullets that are flying past him or her. But in the real world, out here on the streets of urban America, a delay of one second could mean that you that you're going to be in a casket as a police officer mourned by an entire police department. But let's go back. I see all of you folks want to talk about um, Ukraine and the uh, the uh, ban by uh, President uh, Biden of uh, Russian oil. Let's go to Tom in the Bronx. Good morning, Tom. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. Um a question and then some other things. Uh, the gas in this country, can't these guys who own these gas stations uh, have a little mercy on us and lower their prices as much as they can? I mean, are they getting rich off the misery of the people in Ukraine because we have having a gas shortage? Is that what's happening? Or Well, hey, Tom, 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 let, let me let me try and answer it this way. Um, one, I will say. I will say this much, that almost immediately the prices went up. Immediately they went up. So that's the best way I can answer your question. But now let me also deal with the substance of if the product is going to cost more, they're not going to pay for it. They're going to, any business, they're going to. So, for example, Tom, when 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 these um, idiots are, are shoplifting in the way that they have, do you think the stores at the end of the day are going to pay for the product? No. They're going to pass it on to, to you and I. And so that's what we're looking at already. But I do admit that I, I note with great interest that as soon as the president made this announcement, boom, the new prices went up. I thank you for the call, Tom. Let's go to uh, Dave and Comac. Good morning, Dave, and welcome to Talk Radio 77 oh, yeah. WABC. I'm going to comment on the gas prices, and I'm going to say that I think these politicians are out of control. I think everybody, every one of these stupid congressmen need to go. I think that Joe Biden needs to go, but I, I, and I voted for him, but I'm not going to vote for Trump, anybody but Trump. Because even though part of me thinks that the Ukraine thing wouldn't happen if Trump was in office, I think that Trump is not the right man for the job altogether anyway because of how he handled the uh, COVID situation. And everything else. But, you know, also on the topic of gas prices, I don't know where Biden ahead is because the Saudi Arabia, it's already on the radio. They're not giving us any oil. Iran and Iraq, they're, they're terrorist nations. They're not going to give the United States oil, right? The United States needs to start pumping their own oil like Donald Trump had. You need to turn back on the Keystone Pipeline. You need to start pumping more oil in this country. Yes, people need to get out of their SUVs and start buying four-cylinder cars. Honda makes a very decent product where you won't even notice a four-cylinder from a six-cylinder because the four-cylinders have a lot of horsepower. But the fact of the matter is, 
right, that we need to be pumping more oil in this country and not rely on uh, terrorist nations like Iran, Iraq, and Afghanistan uh, or Saudi Arabia. A very, very good point, Dave. Also, the issue becomes like, for example, in New York State, fracking is banned. So will we see that issue uh, revisited, at least uh, in New York State? Let's go to Quarry. Quarry's calling from Brooklyn this morning. Good morning, Quarry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dom. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Go right ahead. A pleasure to chat with you. Uh, so on the gas prices, um, right off the bat, the federal government charges about 18.4 cents a gallon on gasoline and 24 cents or something on diesel, the federal government. And then if you went state by state, you'd find also large amounts of uh, percentages. Yeah, taxes, basically. So if these states and the federal government were to say, hey, let's give people a break on the taxes on the the fuel for the time being, that would easily bring it down a dollar, maybe more in places like California. I, like I, I don't and, know and about a, I don't know about a dollar, but but I get your point, Corey. I understand. I, I see what you're saying. At least some some relief. Yeah. Right. So but if they really wanted to help out that way, you know, they could do that. Okay. Now I understand. Here, you also had a comment about the young man in the Bronx. Correct, and um, I I totally agree with you. Uh, I think a vehicle is could be much more deadly than a firearm. And if you're shooting at a moving vehicle, there's all kinds of different things. We I haven't seen we haven't seen the footage and for the gentleman to presume that this officer was some kind of like James Bond or SEAL Team Six type sniper that he was able to shoot the young man in the head purposely, I think is pretty uh, outlandish. Uh, we agree on that point, Corey, but I, I, I firmly believe, and I thank you for the call, in letting folks have their say. I disagree with that caller. Um, uh, my my only response, in which I'm talking about that Bronx situation where the teenager is fighting for his life, the 18-year-old, after police say in the Bronx over the weekend, uh, after running several red lights, he uh, drove a ve- drove the vehicle once it was stopped in the direction of an officer. It's easy to say, oh, just get out the way and dive behind a car like they do in the movies. It doesn't work that way in real life, folks. It does not work that way. And we must, all of us collectively, all right? I get it with all of this wokeness and... Uh, I'm not even going to say teaching young people that they're automatically the victim, even though that's what occur that's what's occurring in this case, right? But the bottom line is this: the law states that when a law enforcement officer gives you a directive from issuing your ID to whatever the directive may be, you are to comply with it. If the officer is doing something illegal, there are scores and scores and scores of, um, of, of venues and avenues to go uh, to correct that type of uh, behavior. In this situation, and parents have got to have got to redirect the way that you talk to your kids. You cannot. I didn't see the body cam video. You cannot tell a kid that you can be dis- disrespectful to a police officer and drive off in your car. Now, I I don't I don't know what happened in that situation, but the mayor is stating the same position that I am, and Eric Adams was a advocate uh, against alleged police brutality for what close to twenty twenty five years, and he's defending the officers in this situation, and he the mayor has seen the video. Jennifer in Boston, good morning. What's on your mind? 
Hi, Dominic. It's always a pleasure to hear you and speak with you. Thank you. I feel the same way. <laughs> Thank you. Um, just briefly to the man that spoke a couple of callers ago about Trump isn't the man for the job. I just wanted to say, especially because you mentioned COVID, I don't know how many people are aware that uh, it's, it's got to be close to twice as many people anyway have died in the year that Biden's been in office. And that includes with uh, Trump. Um, they didn't have monoclonal antibodies until right at the end of when Trump was leaving office. And um, they the vaccine wasn't even out yet. So Biden has had the vaccine and all the monoclonal antibodies and um, therapeutics that were not available before. And yet somehow at least twice as many people have died under his watch. So I just find it interesting that people, the narrative doesn't seem to get out there as to what a hot mess it's been under the Biden administration with COVID, um, especially given the sort of uh, strong hand as far as masks and mandates and countless good, hardworking, decent people that have been applauded and um, lifted up in society before that were now just kicked to the curb because they didn't want to get a vaccine. So I just think that's kind of, um, you know, and also, you know, he's to the, speaking to the oil part of things briefly, the same thing with Biden. He's He's over there getting us into the Iran nuclear deal. If you hear the representative that's been in the talks that, oh, we're getting more than we ever thought we would from the U.S. <laughs> Dominic, that should frighten everybody. And the fact that we're groveling to these nations, whether it's Venezuela, the Saudis, um, you know, the United Arab Emirates or whatever, it's, it's just, it's a horrible thing that we don't take care of ourselves at home. If nothing else for national security purposes, much less financial. And um, well, well to, 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 to your point, Jennifer, the the fact that and I, I don't know how accurate this is, but there are reports that President Biden reached out to the top officials in Saudi Arabia uh, as it relates to oil, to get oil. And they did not even take his telephone call. Yeah, now, they said they're not going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for someone to deny <laughs> the president of the United States telephone call. I mean, it says here, and I've got to take a break, Jennifer, but it says here you wanted to comment on the kid in the Bronx as well. Yeah. I just want to say there was an officer here on the South shore of Boston that hesitated for a minute when a guy that had been a traffic accident and took off and the the cop went after him. The guy hesitated for a split second because the the guy was going to throw a rock at him, the perp. And, um, the, the, he didn't shoot him, and he very well should have because that rock hit the, the officer in the head, knocked him out. The guy came over, took the officer's gun, and shot him dead in the head and shot a woman that was um, next door on her porch reading the Sunday paper in the morning, about 9 wow. o'clock in the morning. But wow. things can happen in a brief second, and he had a wife and a baby at home. And also, that kid running those red lights, he could have killed anybody's family. And I'm not saying he's a bad kid, but he made some very, very bad choices. And I feel very badly for the officers involved, and especially the person, the officer that shot. Because thank you. Thank you for that point, Jennifer. And, and that, that is a great point. I thank you for the call. As, I thank you for the call, as always, Jennifer. And I, I, you, you make the excellent point. Folks, that officer that fired this shot has to live with the fact for the rest of his life, that in a situation where it appears that he was forced to fire, that he hit an 18-year-old kid who I believe they said is a sophomore, a sophomore at uh, at Cardinal Hayes High School. Based on the photo, he looks like a good kid. From my days at Cardinal Hayes, we had to wear ties um, every day and jackets, and it, and it was a good practice because it prepared me to become the man that I am today, to be in a professional uh, environment at all times. And so I feel awful for this 18-year-old kid that was shot in the head uh, and and is in the, uh, the hospital uh, tonight. I just wish that this young man had made better choices. It is, it is a very, very unfortunate situation. And just imagine being that police officer where that officer had no choice but to fire, it appears. So we are taking your telephone calls on the situation in Ukraine and on this uh, Bronx police shooting from over the weekend. 
Dominic Carter here with you. Coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Marano and the other side of midnight. I will be right back. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. And the situation in the Bronx that I have been talking about is really tearing at my heart. The shooting of this 18-year-old kid, a student at uh, Cardinal Hayes High School. Kids, unfortunately, do dumb things. I don't know what happened, but according to police, the young man in a Jeep ran through three red lights, undercover units, spotted him, followed him, boxed him in, and uh, at some point, according to police, the young man moved the vehicle directly in the direct, and that's according to the mayor, Mayor Adams, directly in the in the, uh, in the in the path of a police officer. That officer opened fire. The bullet hit the young man in the head. He's in the hospital as we speak. I just wish kids make mistakes, and they're going to make mistakes. I just we we have to stop this fantasy of. You can say anything you want to a police officer and do everything you want to a police officer. Now, that does not mean an officer should use deadly force because of someone saying something. But we must understand at any scene, if an officer has you stopped, that officer is in full control of the situation. If that vehicle takes off and it goes in the direction of that officer or another officer, they have the legal right, in most cases, to use force. And oftentimes, it could be deadly force. In Minnesota, the officer was convicted uh, in that situation. But we have this here in New York now, in the Bronx, and the young man is also facing criminal charges. To Anthony in Westchester, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Mr. Carter. Thank you for taking my call. I just want to say how I agree with everything you're saying, and I appreciate the support that you are giving to the cops. That brother in blue who shot that 18-year-old, he didn't start out his watch that night with the intent, can I go out and take somebody down? That's the last thing on any of our minds. Right, right. But the suspect was fleeing, and he was not cooperating. If he had only cooperated, we well, would not be... In this situation, but, but Anthony, let, let me be clear. Because he's not cooperating does not allow for deadly force to be used. If he's not cooperating and you're using a vehicle to try and flee the situation, that's a major problem. I agree. I agree with you 100%. He was fleeing using a vehicle which is considered a deadly weapon. Right. And now an 18-year-old kid, uh, after being shot in the head, his life will probably never be the same. And the parents have to bear... So it's a tough situation, Anthony. Again, I'm, I am trying my hardest to be respectful because they could be listening to the radio right now. Uh, the parents do have to bear some responsibility. They have to. Constantly, I'm telling my grown son, who because of epilepsy doesn't even drive, what he must do to respect uh, police officers, and even my daughter, who is now 35 years old that whatever you do, you do not talk back to a police officer under any circumstances. And that if something should happen, you just say, here's my father's card, please call my father, and believe me, I will do enough advocating for both me and her. But we, we have got to, thank you for the call, Anthony, and I'm going back to the topic of Ukraine. Uh, we have got to redirect the way that we teach children because if we're going to be honest about this, the truth is they are taught, whether it's through the street or not, they are taught to disrespect police. That's the cool thing now. 
This kid made a terrible mistake. How do you blow through three red lights? And if you're street smart, you know that there are undercover units or, or plainclothes units all over the Bronx. In that area, you're bound to go past an officer. How do you just blow through red lights with your friends in the car and, and you think that, that it's, that it's a joy ride or, or that it's, um, humorous. But even, even with all of that said, everything was okay until, according to police, he used the vehicle to get away and the vehicle headed directly into the path, according to Mayor Adams, who has seen the video of a police officer. Let's go to Anthony in Brooklyn. Good morning, Anthony. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning, Dominic. You know, I just want to say, everybody's feeling bad, people feeling bad for this kid who was shot in his car. You know something, Dominic? Let me tell you something. I don't know about you, but I'm a bicyclist. I go out there on my bicycle, and I put my life in the line, and you got some of these characters who have no regard for people on bicycles, and he's riding towards me. I could be, I could be killed, and everybody's worried about him and his car because he does something stupid? Okay, but Anthony, when you're on a bike... I mean, it can be a deadly weapon, but but in all likelihood, it's not. I mean, un- unless a cyclist is going thirty miles an hour, I don't even know if that's possible. So, but I'm but, talking about bicyclist, right? So, so wait, I'm I'm a little lost at the comparison here. But it, it's just everybody's feeling bad for this kid who aimed his car at an officer. You know, I I've, I've had situations where somebody in a the car they didn't like it. I was on the road, so what they do? They think they're funny, and they think they they next year they gun their car towards me, and they right. think that you know what do I do? What am I supposed to do? So I don't feel bad for this kid. I'm sorry to say I don't feel bad for him. So you don't feel bad for some an 18 year old that was shot in the head? No, I, I don't. I don't feel bad because of what he did. He put other people's lives in danger. Okay. Well, Anthony, I, I thank you for the call. And I, I do, the reporter part of me uh, does feel the need to say that's based on what the police are stating in their reports. I have not seen the body cam video independently myself to uh, show, but, but, but to show what happened. But going, the, the officers must be given the benefit of the doubt. They did not start their tour saying, let's go out and get caught up in this situation and be a headline. It, no one no one does that. And so let's bring in uh, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. So the situation in Ukraine, mm. and what do you have coming up this morning? Well, we're going to be following up on that as well. Uh, I'm going to be talking with a, a gentleman who I, I read his column in the National Interest uh, just yesterday, and it, it really struck me. His name's David Hendrickson. He's a professor of political science at Col- at uh, Colorado College. He's written eight books on foreign policy, and it, it's essentially it gets into how America got Ukraine so wrong, and what America can do prospectively to really help Ukraine. And he takes a little bit of an unorthodox position, which, as you know, that's my ballywick. And he said that the uh, the establishment has been going nuts ever since he wrote this piece. So I'm looking forward to chatting with him about this. And uh, one of our favorites is going to join me next hour, uh, Steve Cates, a.k.a. Dr. Sky. I We're, love listening to him. I mean, the guy, even if he said nothing, has one of the best voices in all of radio but then you add to the fact that he has so much knowledge of what's happening yes. in space yes. and astronomy. And uh, believe it or not, this Russia-Ukraine war has some pretty serious implications for the future of space travel. So we're going to get into that, and then uh, we'll squeeze in some other some other fun material as well. Well, I am looking forward to it, and that starts at the top of the hour. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, right back to the telephone calls. Frank and I are now taking your calls together. Linda from Long Island, good morning. You are talking to Frank and Dominic. What's on your mind, Linda? Okay. Um, you know, I've been trying, you know, you're so busy tonight. I couldn't get through. Um, but, you know, you're both great. But, uh, Dominic, I have so much respect for you because I, I can't help it. I have to agree with everything you say. But I want to connect the two that you're talking about tonight. The problem is really everyone knows it. It's it's not a secret that there's no respect anymore because we have a dumb criminal as as a president that's been proven. Um, Biden um, 
Uh, Putin never would have gone ever to, to take this chance to go in this all of a sudden, all these years. He's not, he has not done anything like that. That now that people are talking about nuclear war, we can't go in and and help them and protect them because we have to worry about nuclear war with Russia and then maybe China will join in. So now we're in a, a tremendous thing. The kids are not stupid. They know that nobody's going to, they're going to let them, if they arrest them, they're going to let them right out of, of, of jail or prison. I mean, there's nothing, no respect at all. They put an idiot in the White House. I mean, everybody, you know, everybody knows about him. He's crooked. I don't know how much money that he's getting. I mean, whoever heard of what he did with Afghanistan going, everybody knows. It, it couldn't just be stupid. He just, he, you know, we know why, why he did it. I mean, it's well, hard to believe that this country is in this situation now that we haven't been years. We've For years, uh, people were safe. You know, they didn't worry about not just the price of things, but safety. Well, He's Linda, talking you, about you, worrying you, about you, nuclear war. You, you gave us a mouthful, Linda, and I agree with you. So thank you for your beautiful call. Uh, it is a lot to consider, Frank, you know, and, and the U.S. has to be very careful situation of nuclear war Uh, no doubt about it and that's one of the reasons look i've been very critical of president biden in general and his handling of the ukraine situation specifically but i really do think the president is doing the right thing by not going along with what Zelensky and others have called for in the establishment of a no-fly zone and look for a president that is not popular right now and look i know his uh poll numbers have dipped up have gone up a bit but he's still not exactly setting the world on fire in terms of popularity. The easy thing to do when you're struggling politically is to do what 74% of the American people want you to do. And 74% of the people want a no-fly zone. And Biden still, to his credit, in my view, is saying no, because to shoot down Russian jets, I think, puts America and the world in simply an untenable position. Exactly. Let's go uh, quickly to Mike in Brooklyn. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Yes, good morning, Dominic Frank. Uh, thing with the, uh, the shooting. First of all, you have, it kind of stems all the way from the president down to the lowest uh, civil service uh, person we have. The, 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 the president the other night, he was saying, uh, uh, fund the police, hold them accountable. I mean, it's a double statement. You got DAs that are not, they're saying they're not going to charge anybody with anything. You have, People being let out of jail, and then you have the media, I hate saying it, but they're, they're, they're like anti-cop, and it's uh, that's why people are doing whatever they want. But right. the, problem, the other thing is... is Quickly, Mike, because we're out yeah, of time. The other thing is, I feel sorry for the police officer. I feel sorry for the family. police officer, his family, and, 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 but I also and, and, feel and sorry for the kid. But go ahead. It, right. it affects everybody. Right. Mike, I, I have to step in because we're out of time. I thank you uh, for the call. Frank Milano is going to have a lot more on all of these stories coming up momentarily. Frank Milano, the other side of midnight starts in just seconds. We will continue to follow the situation, at least Frank will tonight, on Ukraine and everything else. I will be back tomorrow, same time, same station, Talk Radio 77 WABC.